It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Went right by him, never touched him. And we use a little time here. No, he oh, KD! Oh, he hit another one! 25 in the fourth! What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. And what else are we going to talk about? KD going off last night, 25 in the fourth, 41 in the game. Warriors get the... What sounds a lot easier than it was when against the New York Knicks, 128 to 100. Talking about that, some funny stuff on social media as well. Some Boogie. Boogie gets his first stat as a Golden State Warrior. All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. You know, wasn't even sure if I was going to do one of these. Thought I was done for the weekend. But after a game like last night and what ensued after, uh, there's no way I could stay away. And it's, you know, it's 2.30 a.m. right now. And I'm doing this because that that game was out of control. And I know you guys are wondering why am I doing this at 2.30 a.m. I I had to, uh, you know, I watched the Warriors game, worked the Kings game, had a... Uh, radio show we had to do from 10 to midnight, so then I got to come home and, and kind of rewatch the whole second half, and my God, Kevin Durant is really f- good at basketball. Uh, I said that about Steph yesterday, I believe, so today it's about KD. I mean, look, that game was a grind. There were plenty of negatives that went along with it, some positives as well, I mean, besides KD just going absolutely crazy in the fourth for 25 points. Uh, some of the negatives was defensively. They had some some rough spots. The defense hasn't been great. Steve Kerr mentioned, you know, as long as we keep growing defensively over this 82-game season, we'll be fine. The Knicks also hit a lot of really crazy shots. You know, it wasn't as if all these looks were just wide open breakdowns from the Warriors. They definitely had some of those. But they weren't as bad as some other games. So they are getting better defensively. But at the same time, there was some sloppiness on their end. Obviously, a lot of KD to talk about coming up. But there were some other players that played well also. And I want to talk about them first. Draymond Green, hands down, had his best offensive game of the season. Solid defensively as well. And he's had some better defensive games where he really took over. Not that he was bad, but his highest level defensively is something it's similar to, you know, KD's fourth quarter or Steph's, you know, 51-point game. When Draymond is is at his highest level defensively, it's a game changer. But tonight he had 18 points with 7 of 8 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, 1 block. 
And I think one of the best parts about two or three from three is obviously that he made two of them. We all know how erratic he can be shooting uh, from from beyond the arc. But the best part for me was they were the threes that he should take. Like when Draymond is left open, when their defensive uh, strategy is to leave Draymond open and he's wide open, take that. Definitely take that. But if there's anything close to a contest and Draymond's taking it, I don't love that shot. But these were the ones he's supposed to take, and these were the ones he knocked down. So it was a real solid game from Draymond. Got to get to Clay also. Clay's in a serious slump right now. And luckily he plays with Steph Curry and Kevin Durant to where his slump, as bad as it's gotten, it hasn't affected them much in the record books. They're 5-1. and one. If Clay was hitting right now, they might be 6-0. But can't even put that loss on him either. He's going to break out of it at some point. I know that. I just don't know when it's going to come. It could be on Sunday against Brooklyn. Could be, I don't know, in a month. It feels like this is the longest slump of his career. I don't have any numbers to back that up. But it definitely feels like it. And it also feels like I say that every year anytime he hits a rough patch. So I could just be wrong. Uh, but he was 6 of 18, 0 4 from 3, 12 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal. So... Yeah, just not his greatest game, you know. He, I don't know. Some people have suggested that he shaved the beard. Sean Livingston said it uh, at the beginning of the year when they asked how they felt about the beard. And Sean said he keeps it until he starts missing shots. Well, he's been missing shots, man. I would, here's here's what I would suggest. Wait till November 1st, and then when you shave it, shave in a mustache. Just go mustache clay. Let's see how that works. I feel like Clay with a mustache would would shoot like 78% from three. I'm pretty sure. No, nah, yeah, I'm, I'm positive he would shoot 78% from three. Steph was great. He was just Steph Curry. He kind of carried part of the game here because as great as Kevin Durant's fourth quarter was, third quarter was ugly. He did not score a point in the third quarter. Was clanking some shots. Uh, a couple ill-advised shots as well. Which, you know, you live with because they're Kevin Durant. In the same way that Steve Kerr said you live with Steph Curry shooting from, you know, 40 feet out. Kevin Durant can take some ill-advised shots and it's fine. Because he's Kevin Durant and because he's capable of making them also. I mean, that's the biggest part. And that's why you're okay with Steph taking the shots he took. Damian Jones, probably the worst game so far for Damian Jones. Which is too bad because he started out pretty damn well. He... Uh, in the first couple minutes, had two steals, or excuse me, had a steal, two block, uh, two blocks, three assists, and so he ended the game three assists, two steals, two blocks, two points. You know, eh, probably his worst game so far, and maybe you're just gonna have those. Who knows? Steph, solid as always. couple of things I want to get I'm going to get to I'm I'm trying to decide when when to do DeMarcus Cousins I'm going to do that I'm going to save that for a little later I'm going to go through the rest of the team first and then we'll get to KD and then we'll get to some of the funny stuff that happened as well but one thing that Steve Kerr did and we're going to hear from Steve Kerr in a little bit also there was a run in the third quarter where he was playing he he's had this tendency to play Jordan Bell and Kavon Looney or Damian Jones and Kavon Looney at the same time, which I am not really feeling very much. Uh, 
kind of bogs down the offense. And it definitely did that tonight when he was playing Bell and Looney together. Uh, I would like maybe a few more minutes from Jarebko or something. Uh, McKinney's been nice. He had another good game, did Alfonso McKinney. Uh, you know, maybe he could get some minutes at the four. I don't know. I would just try and avoid those two big lineups that he's kind of been trotting out there uh, recently. And tonight, it you know, kind of bit him a little bit. But, oh, well, it worked out just fine because they got the win. Jordan Bell, 11 minutes, two rebounds, uh, two steals, one block. Good amount of that was in garbage time. I think he had about probably like eight minutes throughout the game. He's been fine. He's been whatever. I mean, he's been a bench player. He's been a role player, and that's what he's going to be. Kavon Looney, another good Kavon Looney game. Nine points, three or three from the field, three or three from the free throw line. That's a good, good sight from him. Two rebounds, two assists. You know, the guy is just solid. He's just continually solid. Sean Livingston, it was a little weird. I, I'm As I was re-watching the game late or like early in the fourth quarter, late third, early fourth, I was like, is Sean injured? Did he play tonight? He only got nine minutes, was 0 of 1 from the field. I, I don't know. I don't know if he got injured or Steve just went a different way. Considering he played Jarev, or excuse me, Bell and Looney together so much, like maybe Sean did tweak something. And you know what? It might have happened uh, while I was at work, so I, you know, I could have just completely missed it. But again, I just wanted to make sure to get this podcast out to you guys because last night was awesome. It was crazy. But yeah, it was a weird night for Sean. I don't know if he got hurt or not. Hopefully he's fine regardless. But yeah, only nine minutes from Sean. Quinn Cook only got some garbage time. Same thing with Jacob Evans. Andre Guadalla was Andre. You know, solid play throughout. Nothing great on the stat sheet. You know, three rebounds, two assists, two blocks. And you can't overstate how important he is either. That's the funniest part is he's just so damn in- integral integral role to this team. So that was the bench, some of the starters. We're going to take a quick break. Going to come back, talk about Kevin Durant's insane night and some of the stuff surrounding it. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Lenovo. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Uh, Talked about... 
the bench and most of the starters for tonight's game against the Knicks. Warriors ended up winning 128-100. And they ended up winning that because Kevin Durant went absolutely bonkers in the fourth quarter. He was not great in the third quarter. Solid first half, 16 points in the first half, zero points in the third. As we know, KD went off in the fourth for 25, sparked this lead, not just a lead, but sparked a 28-point win, and the Warriors went into the fourth down three. They were down 10 at times during the third quarter. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about KD's performance. Uh, I'm not going to say it. I, was, I had a, a wise comment to make. A Tommy Lasorda uh, quote from years ago, what did you think of Kingman's performance? What did you think I thought of Durant's performance? My God, 41 and 25 in the fourth and some of those shots, uh, crazy. Uh, he was just spectacular. Anybody old enough to remember the Lasorda reference? All right, yeah. real, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Sir, I was asking you a few days ago, like, do you have a favorite step play? How about tonight? Do you have a favorite Favorite KD play? Um, maybe the one that he missed, the one-legged uh, runner from three. Uh, I, I, I love that. I mean, got that much confidence, go for it. I mean, he was rolling, and, and uh, it was actually pretty similar to uh, Steph's night the other night in that, you know, it just he felt it, and uh, he just started launching, and, um, and his teammates were so fired up for him, and... Uh, he was spectacular. There's Steve Kerr. And that last answer there was about his favorite play from KD uh, tonight. And the, I found it funny. I love that he said it, too, because I remember watching that. KD had a couple sequences tonight where he'd roll right, knock down a three, next uh, possession, roll left, shoot the three. And uh, he knocked him down a couple times tonight. He was 5 of 9 from 3. That's another good sign from KD because he started off a little cold from 3 to start the year as well. Like Steph and, I mean, Jarebko to a much, much smaller extent are pretty much the only ones who have been on from 3 uh, so far this year. So KD getting hot from 3 is a great sign. Clay's next. But it's funny because I remember that shot specifically. KD... I'm sure you guys do too. KD rolling left, just off one leg, shoots a three, clanks it. I think Warriors got the offensive rebound or a K or a Draymond put back, something like that. I, I know it ended well for the Warriors, but I remember when he shot that, I'm like, ugh. Like I get it because you're hot, and it makes sense. You take those shots when you're when you're out there stroking, but Steve Kerr's gonna hate that. <laughs> and so to hear him say that that was his favorite shot is awesome. And that's part of what makes Steve Kerr such a, a great coach uh, because he's so relatable and so understanding about the situations during a basketball game when KD's going to take a shot like that. Here's what KD had to say about his performance. Here's his interview with Kareth Burke after the game. All right, KD, you guys seized control of this game in the fourth quarter with a 26-5 run. How did you guys spark that burst? Uh, we got stops, and uh, you know we seen a play that was working, and I just tried to be aggressive to score. You know, I thought our third quarter was pretty bad. And uh, try to give us a spark there, scoring the basketball in the fourth, and that kind of you know kind of got us going by making shots. Yeah, your aggression resulted in 41 points. Your efficiency in these past two games crazy good, 30 for 42. What are you trying to take upon yourself when the team needs it? Uh, just want to shoot good shots and uh, you know shoot the shots that I practice every day. 
shooter with confidence and you know just prepare right before the game so I can come out here and be myself when the lights turn on. So um, my teammates stay with me, coach stayed with me, started me at fourth quarter, which got me going a little bit, and uh, you know, I'm glad we got the win. David Fisdell said before this game it was his young Knicks team against the best Warriors team, and he, what he wanted from this matchup was to earn respect. What is it like when you guys are the measuring stick and you get every team's best? Well, uh, first of all, definitely respect this team, how hard they play. The players they have in their team are very skilled. You know, young guys just going to get better, so they challenged us tonight. Uh, but it's good to be the haunted and, you know, to get everybody's best game. That's only going to bring the best out of us. And, you know, we want to keep plugging away. There's KD. He did mention that the team played poorly in the third. He was part of that. But he did. If he was looking to spark this team or add a spark or whatever it was, he said, uh, mission accomplished. Good job. Good job. KD has had a monster past two games, as has Steph. And we'll get to that also. But KD over the last two games is 30 of 42 for 71 points. Tonight he was 17 of 24. Uh, Last game he was 13 of 18, I believe, for 30 points. That is some crazy efficiency. That's unbelievable. Steph has had 80 points in his last two games. I don't have his efficiency numbers here, but I'm sure they are efficient because he's Steph Curry. The way these two have learned to play off each other over these last two years is culminating in this season, and it's really been something to watch so far in the first you know week plus of their of their season of this NBA season. And KD, I mean, it's funny after great nights like this and great moments and stuff. There's only so much you can say because do you want a real breakdown? A lot of those shots were bad. <laughs> like some of those threes were bad shots and you don't want him taking those in a normal circumstance. But when KD is going for 25 in the fourth and is driving to the hoop, that's the other thing. He was getting to the hoop. The threes didn't come until much later in the game till pretty much the end of the game. uh, When, you know, the game was, I wouldn't say wrapped up, but once that lead kind of got up to around 10, that's when he started dropping in threes. Great sequence at the end of the game. Who was it? I think Draymond got a rebound going across half court. Steve Kerr's trying to call a timeout. Draymond says, uh-uh. Kicks it to KD. KD takes a deep, deep three after he just knocked down two straight. After doing what I said he did where he knocked down one on the right wing, goes to the left wing, knocks one down. And uh, Draymond kicks him the ball, takes a deep three, bounces off the back of the rim right to Steph at the three-point line. No one within 20 feet of Steph. He just drops in a three of his own. A ball game. It was already ball game before that. I also have to mention Alfonso McKinney. A couple possessions earlier, knocks down a three, a pretty big three. I mean, it it pushed the lead from I think, you know, thirteen to sixteen. Which, yes, a thirteen pushing that lead from thirteen to sixteen isn't that big of a deal. It's not crunch time. It's not a game winner or anything. But it was a a kind of a big spot for him, and he. Rose to the challenge. He also hit a nice little mid-range in the in the fourth during garbage time, but he was good tonight. I just had to make sure I got that in there as I'm talking about some of these big shots. He had one, and uh, he deserves some credit for that. Same thing with Jonas Jarebko. Jarebko's been really solid. He has been exactly what I expected him to, do, to be when they signed him, and then when you saw preseason, it was so bad, I, I was nervous. I didn't know what we were going to get. 
but we've gotten good play out of him. And now I'm just going off on, on random bench players. Back to KD. Back to him dropping 41. Back to him going 17 of 24 tonight. 5 of 9 from 3. 8 rebounds. 9 rebounds. Excuse me. 5 assists. Plus 17. 30 of 42 in the last two games. 71 points. 25 points in the fourth quarter. He outscored the Knicks by himself. The Knicks scored 16 in the fourth, I believe. Maybe 17. Either way, the Warriors win without anyone else putting a point up in the fourth quarter. Luckily, others did, and they win by 28. But if KD was the only one to score in the fourth, put up those 25, Warriors still win. There were some funny things that also happened in tonight's game and after tonight's game. I'm going to get to that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash watsonassistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. About to wrap this thing up, but there was some funny, funny that happened in tonight's game and after tonight's game, and I just need to get to it. I can't not. That's Look, KD's performance was part of what made me want to come out and do a pod on a Saturday, you know, at 2.30 a.m., but also the stuff after really made me want to do a pod for you guys today. Uh so to start, we'll start with some of the stuff during the game. DeMarcus Cousins got his first statistic as a Golden State Warrior. He got a technical foul and an, and an ejection. Hasn't even stepped foot on a court. Hasn't played a minute. I'm, I love DeMarcus Cousins, man. This is just, this is the best. This is the best. Apparently the story goes, uh, and this is from Marcus Spears of ESPN in the Undefeated that DeMarcus and Boogie, or excuse me, DeMarcus and Boogie, Boogie and Cantor were drawn at each other pregame and, you know, got into it a little bit. And this was hours before the game. And uh, NBA got wind of it, let the referees know. Cousins was telling Draymond Green to watch out on pick and rolls and also to anytime you got Cantor on you to, to put him in a pick and roll. And Scott Foster warned Cousins about talking to Cantor earlier. And Cousins was trying to tell Foster that he was wrong and that, you know, I was talking to Draymond about, like, game plan and about the game. Uh, Foster teed him up and tossed him. And Marcus and Scott have a long history, as we all know. And I think we all know the quality of official that Scott Foster is. Um, I'm sure you can figure out by my tone what I mean by that. You know what? F- it. He's not very good. <laughs> 
I, why am I, you know, trying to be kind about Scott Foster? He's not very good. And him and the Warriors and DeMarcus, and I think half the league have a long history. So Scott Foster ejected DeMarcus. It was really stupid. Uh, I mean, I found it hilarious because, you know, it's not going to affect the game. And it's DeMarcus. It sucks that he's going to lose 2,500. I'm pretty sure, right? Because he got a T. So that happened. It's really dumb. Uh, and it's Cantor, man. Does he just get under everyone's skin? Like, I, I I know he's a good, like, a good human and a good person off the court. And, like, you know, he's not he's not a scumbag or anything. But on the court, man, people really don't like him. Like, seems like he gets into it with everyone. And a little more so than just, like, a competitive nature. You know, like, Steven Adams gets under people's skin and you know, gets into it with some people, but that seems more like a just aggressively competitive person. Or with Cantor, like, I don't know. He just, like, starts a lot of shit, I guess. Whatever. But it's just funny. It's just something I noticed. I mean, not just something I noticed. I'm sure you all noticed it. But, man, he gets under people's skin. Here's what uh, Steve Kerr had to say about DeMarcus's ejection. I did check with Scott, and uh, he said he had warned him already. I think he was jawing with... Uh, Maybe uh, Cantor, I think. And then I asked Scott, and he said it because he had already warned him. And, and uh, then he, he, he kept going going at Scott, I guess. So I'll, uh, I'll talk to him about it. I, I don't know. i got to hear from DeMarcus what happened, and uh, we'll talk it out. There you go, Steve Kerr, political, politically correct, uh, as always. You know, not going to ruffle any feathers or anything. I think he knows it's not a big deal, and it's just more Scott Foster BS. But it was pretty funny. And also the explanation after, like, Boogie, apparently it's, it's pretty accurate to an extent because Scott uh, was interviewed, you know, pool reporter or whatever, to go talk to him. And he basically said the same thing, but, like, the, the way Boogie was, was explaining himself, you know, was, was the means for the, the tea and the ejection and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It was funny, continues to be funny. Uh, Scott Foster is a terrible official, and uh, yeah, I mean, that that's about as far as that one goes, but you know, it's funny, you get the explanations from Boogie, and Boogie comes out as the perfect angel in those explanations. I'm sure there was some, some things said, and I'm sure Scott Foster overreacted, and I just had to make sure I got this in there. Boogie tweeted out, Instagrammed out, whatever you want to call it, the scene from the classic movie Friday where Chris Tucker is asking Ice Cube, how are you going to get fired on your day off? It pretty much summed up the entire situation. Boogie getting ejected from a game he's not playing in. How are you going to get fired on your day off? And the funny part is, this wasn't even the best thing that happened on social media with the Warriors tonight. This was the opener. So, on to the main event. As I mentioned... Yesterday, Josh Dumel, Mr. Fergie, Fergie's ex-husband, went on a show with Kristen Leahy. I'm sorry, I don't know the name. She just started it where apparently she interviews actors. Um, This actor, Josh Dumel, formerly married to Fergie, the singer, who did a rendition of the national anthem at the All-Star Game that was odd, to say the least. It was different, and Draymond Green 
was caught on camera laughing about it a little bit. Marcus Thompson speculates that Draymond was laughing because he got caught on camera with his mouth open, like, spacing out again. Whatever. Either way, it doesn't matter. But Josh Dumel on Kristen Leahy's show called out Draymond and said he was pissed and, you know, a real man would apologize and called him a p- And so... I mentioned it in yesterday's podcast that I thought it was funny, and it is funny, and I thought the locker room would get a big kick out of it, and they did, and not only did they get a kick out of it, they started a new dance craze, challenge craze, whatever you want to call it, uh, the Fergie Remix Challenge. So after the game, Alfonso McKinney, Quinn Cook, Jordan Bell, DeMarcus Cousins, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant, all sitting at their lockers in the locker room with the camera facing them on, I believe, Alfonso McKinney's cell phone, are sitting there listening to a remix of Fergie's National Anthem. And it's just a slow build, and then when it drops, they really start gigging and getting after it. And it just, I couldn't think of a more perfect response for Draymond Green, for the Golden State Warriors, for everyone. It's hilarious and just a perfect tone as well because I was wondering, you know, is Draymond going to come out and start talking some ish about Josh Dumel or, you know, how is he going to respond to this? And the best thing they did is they made fun of it, continued to make fun of it because the other thing is, Draymond was absolutely not the only person laughing. He might have been the one that got caught on camera. Every single player was laughing, and most people in the stands were laughing as well. Uh, nothing against Fergie. She's a great talent, but that was just a weird... It was a weird weird thing she did. A weird national anthem. There's no doubt about it. And it was hilarious. Each player posted it on their social media, on Twitter, on Instagram. I, I would suggest you all go check it out, even though I'm pretty sure you already have. And not only did they post it, they all commented on it also. Uh, I believe KD commented, uh, I think. <laughs> I think Draymond said, apologize. I think others said real men wouldn't do that. They all just picked apart and made fun of Josh Dumel, and it was just perfect. And other NBA players and NBA Twitter, so to speak, all loved it. They all loved it. It was a major hit. And just well done by by the Warriors. But it was just a perfect response. And I, after it first came out, I thought, oh, Josh Dumel's probably sitting there, you know, fuming. What's that picture or that gif of that kid getting pissed and, you know, popping the vein in his head or whatever? That's what I thought he was doing. But then sure enough, Josh Dumel tweets out, note to self, think twice before you call out the champs. Well played at Warriors. Uh, hashtag NBA Twitter is no joke. Hashtag sorry, Ferg. So, you know, he's been a good sport about it. And that's the other thing, too. Like, I don't know when he did the interview with Kristen Leahy. It might have been a while ago. And now, you, you know, maybe he doesn't feel the same way or, you know, whatever it is. It was just the perfect tone, the perfect move by the Warriors. It was hilarious. And it is just example number 5,000 of this short NBA season. Why? The NBA is the best league in the entire world. Hands down, bar none, forget it, the competition's over. The NBA 
as a league is has the same lead as the Golden State Warriors do on every other team. The NBA as a league is that much better than every other league. It is the best. Every single night, there is something great to talk about. Something awesome. And on top of that, <laughs> you know, great games. But look, if I was doing this for an NBA, NFL team, you couldn't pay me any amount to be doing a friggin' 2.30 a.m. podcast about an NFL team, an MLB team. Uh, MLB baseball went seven-plus hours tonight for a 3-2 game. <laughs> Pass. NBA is the best league in the entire world, the best professional league, period, hands down. Now I'm just rambling. It's 3 a.m. I should call it. I should call it right now before I say something else dumber than I've already said. This is Locked On Warriors. Thank you guys for listening. I'm definitely taking the rest of Saturday off. We'll see. If if Sunday gives us, if Clay goes off for like 60 on Sunday, I'll definitely be back. You'll definitely be hearing from me again. We'll see what happens. If not, definitely be back Monday. Have a safe weekend. Love you guys. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowle. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you are looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.